Hi guys, it's Kara, host of Everyone's Business But Mine. And let's be real, one thing that makes the show possible is by selling sponsorships to advertisers. One way you can support us in getting more sponsors is by telling us a little bit more about yourself. You can do that by filling out a quick survey at the link in the show description. Plus, your answers are anonymous. They'll help us learn what you love most about the show and how to make it even better. The questions will ask you about the things that help advertisers understand the audience. It'll only take a few minutes, and it's an easy way to help the show. So you can find the link in the show description. Thank you so much, and stay tuned for the rest of the show. This Mother's Day, celebrate the extraordinary women in your life with a heartfelt gift from Blue Nile. Whether it's for your mom, a mother figure, or yourself as a mom, find that perfect piece to express your love and appreciation. Explore Blue Nile's exquisite pearls and mesmerizing gemstones that she's sure to love. Enjoy fast shipping options like guaranteed free shipping and returns. Make this Mother's Day unforgettable with a piece from Blue Nile. Right now, get up to 50% off at BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Liking and reposting negative homophobic comments about Brooks on social media. Specifically, there was one where he was called a twink. And then she made a comment about Brooks never seeing a vagina before. Brooks has never seen, he's probably never seen the vagine, but my vagine is like... Welcome to another episode of Everyone's Business But Mine with me, Kara Berry. How are we doing? I hope you guys are doing well. Um, It's been, I feel like, quite a hefty few days or week for pop culture, celebrity culture. We've had um, all the celebrities were out in Venice. We are having them, you know, as I record, the Met Gala's happening tonight um, the VMAs were the night before that. It's just been like a, just a banger of, uh, a week. And I think somebody tweeted something that I thought was really interesting. It was something along the lines of, we don't have like unattainable celebrities anymore. And that's what's missing. And I think that that might be why, or a part of the reason why I so stan Ben and JLo is that JLo to me is like an untouchable. She's, you know, like for the, compared to the celebrities of today, like a fucking Addison, Addison Ray. (laughs) Like, I feel like I could, there's, there's a sort of like when you become celebrity famous through social media, there's an attainability there. And let's be real. Like is Addison Rae doing anything that most of us could not have done at her age? No. (laughs) 
Like, let's be real. J-Lo, however, untouchable. She can glide through Hollywood on Ashanti's vocals and make a name for herself and make like a billion dollar industry out of herself. Even though we see Ben Affleck shuffling around in various states of grizzledom, um, just coffee staining from his chin to like the upper part of his t-shirt. There's still a lack of attainability about Ben. And so watching them go out on the red carpet this weekend out of a, a branded Lexus, a Lexus that had a sticker that said Lexus on the side, right on the red carpet. He gets out, takes pictures. He opens the door. J-Lo comes out. They have their moment of like, oh, we know exactly what we're doing. But still, y'all can't touch the hem of our very expensive garments. Like, I, that, that I think is part of the reason why I appreciate them. And all that they've given us. <laughs> um... Where am I going with this? We can move on to the next subject. Um, congrats to Brittany. No, excuse me. <laughs> congrats to Sam Ascari for um, getting engaged to one Britney Spears. I gotta say, the ring, I love her. I love a nice little solitaire. Is it really for me? No. But is it ugly? Definitely not. It's like bordering on cute. I love that Brittany, now we have her being able to make her own decisions. I mean, the origin story of her relationship with Sam is, you know, a big question mark on that for me. But if they're happy together, and if they genuinely see that this is what they want, you know, Brittany seems to want to get married, she seems to want to have kids. And if that's what she wants, then she deserves to have the world. Even if In my estimation, this doesn't really seem like a long-term relationship by any stretch of the imagination. She should be allowed to do that, you know? At the very least, if only to make up for the fact that her last baby daddy and husband was Kevin Federline. Kevin Popozow Federline. And that, amongst many things, is not the legacy that Britney should have to leave behind. If she doesn't want to. All right, we have a bit of a late-breaking girl, just because I'm like, what the hell? Okay, first of all, y'all know I'm a whole 35 years old, right? So because of that, I am a child who, I'm an MTV kid. So I know, in terms of VMAs, what quality programming is. And obviously, we know for the past decade or so, the MTV VMAs, the movie awards have not been giving what they should be. But I feel like this year they may have gotten it a little more on the nose than they have in several years. Um, That being said, like, I didn't watch it. (laughs) I watched clips. Um, I saw the tail end of it after I was watching Real Housewives of Potomac and Salt Lake City. So I did see um, Megan Fox and Courtney deadpan their way through introducing their boyfriends. Um, I did see Chloe's performance and I thought that was great. It really gave me 
clear magna cum laude um, graduating member of the Beyonce slash Parkwood School of um, Talent and Grace for Women. And that is the highest compliment. Like, she clearly had the poise. Obviously, we say the reason why Beyonce is the number one, right, is because she is has established herself as a well-rounded jack-of-all-trades, but also master-of-all-trades kind of performer. She's a singer, she's a dancer, but most importantly, she's got that stage presence. And I saw in Chloe that just Beyonce-style stage presence where you just take over, you're fascinated by her, there's a lot going on on stage, but you're just focused on her and, like, what she brings to the table. And I thought, like, I don't really listen to Chloe or ha- Chloe and Hallie. They're not really my things. I like that one song that was like, do it, do it, do it, do it, do it. That's the only song. And again, I if it's not if the song is not called "Do It," then I don't know what the song is. But um, I've always appreciated them. They just like really weren't for me. But this, I'm like here for. I'm here for it. I'm here for all that ass. I'm here for you talking about how great your ass is. I'm here for you showing your ass. Um, you know, I'm from Atlanta. These are this is art to me. You know. Um, I also watch Casey Musgraves. You know, we love her. We're Yeehaw Hive here all day. Um, Stan her. I th- I loved the uh, stage presence of that. The the stage direction, rather, of that was really beautiful. She seemed upset. Did you guys get that kind of emotion? Like, she seemed upset. Like, not like... Like, like, it, like the song was upsetting her having to perform it. Like, she was feeling the emotion of the song. Um, and... Who else did I watch? I didn't see Little Nas X, but of course I'm going to go back and watch that. I did see that little monster um, who was trying to diss his outfit, which was a nod to Lil' Kim's, um, you know, the pink with the titty tassel that um, um, Diana Ross got to fondle on stage. That was a moment. Um, I did see that that guy, Bretman Rock, the YouTuber. Uh, he's a YouTuber, right? I think. Maybe he's a TikToker. But anyway, internet famous celebrity. That he actually wore Aaliyah's dress that she had worn at the awards. I can't remember what year, but it was like a like a tiger print kind of thing. Like whatever he wore, it was actually Aaliyah's dress that she wore to an MTV awards show years past. Um didn't love that. <laughs> I didn't love that because he had said in his interview, like, I feel like I can smell her on me. And it just feels really disrespectful. Like, she's gone. I don't like that. I don't like that. It rubbed me the wrong way. Um, The girl could go, could have gone to Bretman, but I'm going to give it to Conor McGregor. Did you guys see this? These uh, pictures of so Megan Fox and MGK, Machine Gun Kelly, are on the red carpet. Obviously, there's a bunch of people, handlers, posse, whatever. Conor McGregor, UFC boxer, whatever. Man who's internationally known for being able to beat people's asses. Gets into or attempts to get into a scuffle with Machine Gun Kelly. Now, we all know that Machine Gun Kelly is like the literal human manifestation of Slender Man, right? Like he does, like, I feel like even though he's probably two feet taller than me, that I could fight him. No problem. I feel very confident in that. Um, so seeing these pictures of 
Connor, man who's made millions of dollars off of his hands, trying to fight a machine gun Kelly who looks completely unfazed, a little bit confused, but mostly just like, I'm not going to fight you. I'm above this and I don't know what you're doing. Like, that's embarrassing, bro. Like, that's embarrassing for sure. Like, when Machine Gun Kelly looks significantly cooler than you and when he looks like he could beat your ass even though you're the one who's made a living off of fighting, like, that's sad. And I hope that that picture lives on for all time. Now, here's where it goes from worse to worser. So apparently what happened was that Connor went up to MGK to get a picture. He said no, or somebody rejected it. You know, who knows? Um, Things got heated. Connor started bucking up. Machine Gun Kelly ended up having to push him. And then Connor threw a drink at him and then tried to throw fists. That's really embarrassing. That is really, really embarrassing. Like, you're a grown-ass man, dude. Machine Gun Kelly? So now he's trying to say that, oh, Connor wasn't trying to fight him. He only fights fighters. But we see you. There are videos and there are pictures that very clearly <laughs> um, are the, you know, to quote, quote Dorit, are the diametrical opposite of what you're trying to say. So he's weird. Stop being weird. You guys don't have to be weird. So stop. All right, moving on to something that you guys have been asking me. So I wanted to make sure you guys all knew about this. So the Lula Rich uh, documentary came out on Amazon video this weekend. It's been the talk of the town. A lot of you guys reached out to ask me if I was going to be talking about it. The answer is yes. So what's going to be happening is that I am going to be on Tuesday night at 10 p.m. Eastern time in the Spotify green room with Rachel and Desi from the Hollywood Crime Seed podcast. We're going to be talking all about Lula Rich. Um, so you can hear me on that. However, if you are a Patreon subscriber or if you want to sign up for Patreon after that and you want to hear my thoughts and you're not able to check out the green room, I'm like 99.9% sure that I will be um, having that file and it will be the Patreon episode for this week. So again, if you want to hear me, it's September 14th at 10 p.m. Eastern time in Spotify Green Room. It is uh, an app where, you know, people discuss things. It's kind of like Instagram Live, that sort of vibe, right? Um, but yeah, if you're unable to, if you want to hear my thoughts, it will be on Patreon this Wednesday. Um, so one final thing, I just wanted to talk about this very interesting, I thought, um, story coming out with um, Charlie Sheen and Denise Richards' daughter, uh, Sammy. So Sammy is 17, um, and she's the oldest daughter between the two of Denise and Charlie's. And so she went on TikTok last week saying that she is happier than ever after moving out of her mom's abusive home. Um, so the TikTok went private, um, but the internet lasts forever, you guys, and we've all, we all see the receipts. So she said, and I, I, 
she did like a you know a year ago where i was a year ago and where i am now so she says a year ago today i was trapped in an abusive household i hated myself i would go days without eating or sleeping insanely depressed hated school etc and then now finally moved out of the hell house had a spiritual awakening i own two cats happily a single fully full of self-love and dropped out of high school so it's noted that i guess she's going to be getting her ged she didn't specify which parent she was talking about, but I think we all knew that Denise was like the primary caretaker and that, you know, the time, the timelines added up. Um, also, if that were not enough evidence, she also posted a TikTok in July saying that Denise, her mom tried to kick her out of the house. Um, this is very interesting to me. The, I mean, it goes on to say, this is from page six. The article goes on to say that like, you know, it's just, just like because Sammy's full of teen angst and she's like feeling some type of way. And Denise is like a normal mom who set normal rules and that Sammy just didn't want to follow the rules. And also that what I figured was happening typically is that as a child of divorce, oftentimes you get that one parent who lets you do whatever the fuck you want and then the other parent who tries to implement rules and when you go back between those two houses you're not gonna really feel all that sunny towards a parent who is uh putting rules on you especially when you're 17 and we all feel you know we all know that feeling of being 17 and feeling like you're an adult when (laughs) lol you find out later that is very much not the case I read this article and immediately Kim Richards' uh, voice popped in my head of let's talk about the husband. Um, I just never trusted Aaron and why would I? Because he seems like a man who vacillates between like weird anger and conspiracy theories and you know like all his muscles and wavy hair doesn't really change the fact that he's weird as fuck for me personally. So I do kind of wonder like Does Aaron have kids? He was married to somebody else, right? Was it Nicolette Sheridan or was it... Not Sharon Stone. (laughs) Whoever he was with before. I don't know. I I feel like Aaron does not have children. But Aaron very much seems like somebody who gets very familiar, too familiar, too quickly. And I could see that going left, too. And I also could see Denise, like, very... Being the type of person who, like very quickly defers to their new husband when it comes to the rearing of the children. Um, And, you know, that usually doesn't work out, you know? So I'm going to keep my eye on this. I'm very, very interested to find out what's going on. Mm, I don't know, y'all. With that being said, the rest of the episode is going to be a very special one. Praise be. The Real Housewives of Salt Lake City are back for season two, and I have Dan and Brendan from Come Through Queen podcast to talk to me all about that. So check it out, you guys. If you're able to give me a five-star review on Apple Podcasts, I would super, super duper, duper appreciate that. And I don't say super duper often, so, you know. That's some limited edition shit. I would really appreciate that, though. Um, I'll be back later this week to talk about other things, Married at First Sight, 
maybe the Real Housewives of Beverly Hills, depending on if this is a good episode or if I just feel like I don't want to talk about it. Anyway, <laughs> um, thank you guys so much for listening. Thank me for speaking. Talk to you later. Bye. The only thing I'm guilty of is being amazing. In a town of beauties and beasts, there is only one Wild Rose. You don't have to like me. I love myself enough for the both of us. I have plenty of everything, including opinions. I may be known for my ice, but I always bring the heat. If you come for me, I will send Jesus after you. I was raised a Mormon, but now I'm raising a glass of champagne. You guys... Praise the Lord. Praise Rosemary Cosby and Jesus. Real Lives <laughs> of Salt Lake City is back with a premiere for season two. I could not do this on my own and I couldn't even do one. So I had to have two people, the incredible duo, Dan and Brendan with Come Through Queen. Hi, guys. How are you? Hi, Kara. We're great. How are you Hello. doing? What a treat. What a treat it is to have you guys. How are we feeling? How did you feel post-premiere? <clears throat> I mean, I went into it, like, hoping for greatness, and I feel like it exceeded my expectations. Yeah, I I have high, high hopes, not to quote Panic at the Disco, but um, <laughs> I have high hopes for this season so far. I'm, I'm so excited. Um, it felt like last season they kind of started off so strong, and, mm-hmm. like, they knew what they were doing already, and I don't know if I'm, like, expecting a higher bar of excellence out of them, but either way, they exceeded my expectations. So I'm just so happy. Yeah, yeah. I mean, my my concern, I, I would say, would be that all we would be relying on was the Jen Shah arrest. But it seems yeah. as though, you know, after we flash back two months earlier, that they already were working with plenty before that happened. Yeah, I totally agree. Like, let's just get into it, because they showed us the first two minutes and mm-hmm. oftentimes it really scares me when they play it before the premiere so then i wonder like what do we really have are they trying to get us to watch this because if this was beverly hills like let's be real that mm-hmm. would have been all they were working with excuse me denise richards and then we would have had to like deal with the torture of an empty season but like yeah you're right this was like it- it's chock full of drama we don't even need jen and yet we are blessed with her mm-hmm yeah, agreed. It seems like all the players know that you have to kind of flip the switch and like switch up your alliances in order for like to make a successful show, which I appreciate. Yes. Um, I feel like we've all seen that first two minutes. So what is it? We've all dissected it, right? But yeah. I did want to add hmm. the first real scene we see the two months earlier with Jen. She's with this guy named Marillo, and that is the guy who drove the truck oh. Ash was whisked away from the feds so oh i just felt God. like that was a good thing we all need to keep in mind for later yeah that's her nephew that's her nephew right it, the chiron said second assistant which seems oh, okay. like a little loaded given what the first assistant did but yeah you know, he's I, like next in the food chain <laughs> to <right>. be indicted. <laughs> right um <laughs> so he also, I did some Googles, and he had some drama with Heather that basically was like, all of you guys, this was months ago, he went on Instagram mm-hmm. and said, you know, you guys all hate Jen because of blah, blah, blah. But then he, like, did sort of a blind item style mm-hmm. takedown of Heather about, like, 
people are not who they seem. And just because you are like a ancestor of a pioneer doesn't mean that you're like that holy or whatever. And oh, wow. I don't know. It's strange. Which is interesting given that um, Heather seems to still to this day be a soldier for Jen. Oh my God. Yeah, did you catch talk. Watch What Happens Live, Kara? Yeah, okay, that was yeah. a, wild a real wild ride. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, but yeah, definitely more on that later. So we're at the Shaw Chalet 2.0, mm-hmm. which, um, you know, was the choice. Mm-hmm. Do you think she, do we think that the quote lease ran out? Or do we think that that like housewife of friend of Brandy's was like, get the fuck out of my house? Um, I feel like I've heard with regards to Salt Lake City specifically, Meredith, maybe Lisa with her empty home last year. Is that mm. like they all kind of just move there and stay there for filming and then may not even stay there for like the full year? Right. It's, it feels it's like, like uh, go ahead. It feels like Meredith is a resident of New York. Why not just put her on Roni? Like yeah. she's always here. <laughs> I think she threw her, her premiere party here in New York. Mm-hmm. Yeah. With embossed napkins and all. I, I don't know what they're thinking and what's happening with them, but the Marxes are a real family of mystery for me. Yeah, um, <laughs> so Lisa comes over to Chalet 2.0. She's giving, Jen's giving the tour. She's showing the feds and everybody, everything <laughs> they the closet and the shoes and the bragging about how the movers had never seen as many shoes and, and clothes as her. Oh. And the delusion. What is she, what is happening? I think for her, fame is the most important thing. And she knows that like, she studied the art of housewives and this is how housewives should act. And this is what I need to do. So I'm gonna mention it all. Um, and I even think to this day, like the way she's been acting on social, even since the arrest, I think fame is number one. Everything yeah. else doesn't matter. I also am curious, cause like when this went down with the arrest, I remember articles talking about um, co-conspirators and like other mm-hmm. people involved in it had already been indicted. So I like, it didn't sound like it had all went down on the same exact day. Uh, perhaps so like i need to really go back and do like a timeline or something because i want to see like what when does jen know this is going to go off the tracks i think she knew even before joining the show okay mm-hmm. i think these people are already in jail some of them so okay she's very strange she's one of the strangest people i've ever encountered on television and that's mm-hmm. saying a lot yeah, because the idea of like an investigation of something like this is they start from the bottom and then they like climb up to the top, and she's yeah. the, she's like the head of the fish or whatever. Doesn't it, don't they say it rots from the head? <laughs> yes, they do say that. Thank <laughs> you. So Jen sits down with Lisa and says the last six months have been really rough, which is you know quite a thing to say given the future, but. Um, she reveals that there was love, danger in paradise and that Coach Shaw, this was so confusing to me because first she says that he like, he felt like he was not enough. And so mm-hmm. he therefore had to exit the situation. And then immediately the very next day she gets a call from the lawyer who's like, oh, he's already like contacted us about 
starting the divorce proceedings. Mm-hmm. And then in a confessional, I felt like she told a very different story about how after her dad passed, that that was like a lot of discord between them. And they had a lot of fights and also that he was like getting sick of her shit basically and being so volatile. So like, I just feel like both of those things can't be true. Well, I I just, even like if those are the two options, neither of those sound like the way someone who has been married to their college sweetheart for Mm -hmm. 26 years would talk. It's like, she's talking about a boyfriend she's been dating for a year. It's so strange. (laughs) Yeah. It's truly wild. She's, she is a riddle, (laughs) but not wrapped in cash. No, no, no more cash. <laughs> it's it's very I don't I don't know. Do we think I mean obviously there's more to the story. There's always more to the story with Jen, but do we think that this was a you know like a mob wife situation where he found out some things and was like mm. I'm cut bait and she was like no and they decided that it was better to just be a united front or I don't know. Maybe I'm thinking too deep. Well, that's like kind of the question, right? How much did Coach Shaw actually know about this? Because if his wife is in so deep and has done this much, how is it that he doesn't know a thing, you know? Yeah. I mean, a lot of people, well, a lot of housewives say, you know, if my husband gives me a contract, I'll just sign it. No big deal because I trust him. But he was a lawyer she lives such a crazy life. How do you not wonder where the money's coming from? Yeah. I mean, like, I feel, I feel like a lot of season one, she, she would talk about coach shop paying for this or that. So if she's running this whole scheme, like, where is that money going to, Mm -hmm. is he aware? Like how much of that is he aware of? But like, I, but they file taxes. So he's got to know like what money is coming in, you know? As the resident married person, let's say yeah. your okay. husband gets into <laughs> some trouble, you as a lawyer, do you get nervous about like, what if, what if he, you know, gets into some things and then I'm implicated or I, it looks like I'm guilty just because I'm a lawyer. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, I would be worried. I, hopefully that will never happen to me. I don't think it would, but, like, but like when you're married, it's kind of like, it's like, the ultimate business partnership. Cause like, Ooh. I mean, you can get married for, for love, of course, but like you're intertwining your like finances and like all that kind of stuff. So you got to like trust that person. <laughs> Good to know. There is the lawyer excuse because Dan and I are in business together. So I can always use that <laughs> if he does something <laughs> fucked up. Wow. <laughs> Thank Thumbs you for that. <laughs> always keep them on their toes you know um how did we feel about this fashion moment of teddy meredith's dog in the christian cowan blue puffy moment it's met gala night <laughs> i was i was thinking about it is christian cowan isn't american so this actually wouldn't have been able to walk down the carpet mm. i don't believe wow something wow. to think about Something to think about. I mean, I do, Did, I do love that she's throwing back to like that iconic look that she wore to the party. Yeah, I personally loved that dress. Did you guys yeah. like it? I, yeah, I, I, that, that was like that. That made such a statement for her in the beginning. I would say. And didn't Got Mick on Drag Race wear it for their uh, Paris Hilton snatch game? Wasn't that the oh, same yeah. look? I yeah. think so. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Um, So they also have a new house that they're clearly renting. The view is gorgeous. She and Seth are better than ever. They're now 
Um, they've ratcheted it up now to spending 50% of their time together. Wow. I love that. Can I say, I, I might be naive here, but I love their love. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, I, I believe it. Like, I, I think like they too have been together for such a long time. They have adult grown children, but like, it feels like they have just kind of settled into whatever, lives they are living now it seems to me from an outsider's perspective like when they're not together brooks is almost acting like meredith's partner in a way Mm -hmm. they like travel together they're companions we saw them at the coney island baseball game yeah um it's it's an interesting setup but it is what it is Mm -hmm. mom deserves better than a drugstore card This Mother's Day, surprise her with a truly special personalized card from Moonpig. Add your favorite photos, a heartfelt message, and we'll even mail it for you the same day, all for just $5. From mom to grandma, we have something to celebrate every mom in your life. Every mom deserves a Moonpig card. Get 50% off your first card at Moonpig.com. Moonpig.com Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and T-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. Hmm. Um, Seth, hot or not? Does he need to be in the Hot House House Husbands Hall of Fame? I think his personality carries him farther mm-hmm. than the looks alone. You know, I say hot without having to like have a qualifier. Okay, okay. okay. I agree. I think <laughs> he's cute. He's, like solidly cute. Not my type, mm-hmm. but yeah. I get it. I get it. Um. So. This scene with Whitney was just incredible. She is my favorite housewife of Salt Lake, for sure. Um, Her, like, waxing poetic about her, the skincare line that I don't think we knew existed until Mm -hmm. season two. Um, The relationship that she has with her three stepsons, two of which are hot, one not so much. We don't have to (laughs) get but... He did look a little bit like a Mumford and son. Um, yeah, he was go- he was serving Mumford. Her, yeah, her stepsons who happened to be her peers. I know. <laughs> <laughs> when she said that the oldest one brings his friends that have been that were in her graduating class and they call her mom, like that's a moment. Yeah, that is truly <laughs> wild. Uh, I will say she was on. I'm sorry to bring up Drag Race more than once, but she was on Trixie <laughs> Mattel's uh, YouTube channel today, and I watched it. And she says this product has been around for, or she's been working on it for five years. And she wanted to stress that she's just not a housewife, like white labeling a pro- product that she's actually like been in the lab or whatever. Oh, okay. <laughs> I respect her as a businesswoman. I do too. This- um, she. Her, like, bonding through her stepkids through the shot ski was fun. Um, her, like, talking about how they look up to her because she has, like, a work hard, play hard mentality. Mm-hmm. And then uh, drops the cake three times. Yeah. Three times in a week. Pure I, comedy. I mean, Lucy, 
could never. She's shaking. She's rolling in her grave. And um, it was a moment, a real, real moment. To make um, a Shotsky part of her brand in 2021 on a Bravo show is yeah, wild to me. It's bold. Yeah. And also, a lot of times, like, these hijink scenes seem produced, but the cake thing felt so genuine to me. <laughs> she was wasted, and I loved it. I, I love the, like, moment where you're like, okay, I dropped the thing, I got it back, but I still have all these other things that I have to carry, so what do I do? Oh, no, I just dropped it again. Like, it's classic. Classic. Yeah, Can't write it. I did tweet her, and she did tell me that it was a vanilla cake that she dropped. Mm. So, personally, not a big loss for not me. Not a big loss at all. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um. Yeah, how do you feel about Whitney and Justin? Are they a hot couple? Uh, I'll say <laughs> I would love to be their companion on a Harley ride to like somewhere through South Dakota, which they do. That's like their thing. They're like they're motorcycle couples. We haven't seen a good motorcycle couple on one of these shows in years since Tamara and Simon. <laughs> oh God. <laughs> sure. You're right. You're absolutely right. Um, wow. They a lot of people I saw when they watched the trailer that they were like not into their like sex storyline, but I am and yeah, I want to see it. Too. I love any time like these middle-aged people are able to like take off all their clothes and like rub each other for our <laughs> entertainment. <laughs> we used to get it all the time in Roni with Mario and uh mm. with Mario and Ramona, then Simon and Alex, and we need that energy back. Okay. Horny energy. Bring horny energy back yes. to the housewife. I agree. Um, so obviously this is the moment where like, did you guys want to quit your podcast? Because Mary's mm-hmm. podcast is out on the scene, allegedly. I I did some research, couldn't find it, couldn't find Mary's cop podcast, couldn't find Mary Cosby, couldn't find Talking Truth with Mary Cosby or whatever it was called. Um, but wow, wow. I, I wonder, like, maybe you need to be a member of the congregation in order to access the podcast. It's like a, it's like a subscription benefit of being like a part of her flock. Oh wow! <laughs> Would you sign up for Mary Cosby's Patreon? Um, I mean. I probably would not do that. I would not put more money into those like overflowing bedroom clo- slash closets. But <laughs> if Bravo released like the full unedited recording of her recording the podcast, I would probably watch it. <laughs> do you think the microphones were plugged in? Do you think? <laughs> no, no, there's no way. <laughs> That's no way. Um, Okay, so this was just a wild story um, of Mary's pandemic journey. Oh, my God. (laughs) Six months spent away from Robert Sr., six months with Robert Jr., but not really because he doesn't really like talking to her. Um, (laughs) So she has taken to talking to not only herself, but the mannequin. And we're supposed to believe that this hasn't been happening the whole time. I know, right? It's very Mama Elsa energy. I love it. The big question is, where is Charlinda? (laughs) She could have been talking to Charlinda all this time. Finally get to know her after all these years. Do you think that that was the unlawful kidnapping that she's being charged with? Oh, my my God. God. Did that happen too late into 
production or did that fall in line? I can't remember, but like when that hit, that was like, wow, okay. I, how was she able to keep that under wraps for so long? I don't know. And the fact that these other wives kind of just act like she's normal. Yeah. It's like, it's, it's the wildest thing. Yeah. <laughs> How do you guys feel about Mary Cosby? Because for me, she's very much like a Katie Ross who yeah. I desperately want on the show, but like really from a moral standpoint, this should not be happening. Yeah. Should we be doing this? Yeah. I mean, I... Like, after the first season, I was almost certain that she would be gone. But yeah. she seemed a little bit more normal at the reunion. But just, like, a, a touch more. And then I guess they were like, okay, well, we'll bring you back. And now, like, we're di we're diving back into, like, I feel unsafe territory with her. <laughs> yeah, to see her, like, at a shared dinner with these women, she just, like, is... She brings such different energy that it's, like, wild to see them all in one space. And, and they're pretending, like, she's just one of the gals. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's very strange. Um, the correcting of the prayer during the, like, the pre-podcast prayer of this man. Mm. She told him to calm down and had to do the prayer over it. I mean, <laughs> wow. <laughs> it stresses me out. I, I, I mean, that, that's even... a leader. She's a she's you know the leader of the con congregation. She does yeah. it in the right way. <laughs> I do think um, that like that moment shows that she's like learning a little bit about um, being in the media and mm -hmm. wants to make sure that like it doesn't seem too wild to audiences because I think yeah. she does live the applause. Okay, uh, for sure, definitely. Um, would you? Smoke a blunt with Mary Cosby. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yes, for sure. 1,000%. I'd buy a plane ticket if I had to go to Salt Lake City. <laughs> well, she's got a, a place in New York, and it's legal True. here. So, I mean, you know, there's opportunity for that. I personally am somebody who loves to smoke weed, and I would love nothing less than to not be high with Mary Cosby. Like, oh, I could God. not be worse fate than that. I would hate it. <laughs> um, so our, we get our eyes on Jenny, our new housewife. Mm -hmm. Um, he is friends with Lisa. They have kids the same age. Um, Lisa loves to let us know that they met, they, their meet cute involved them bumping their baby bumps together yeah. at school. Um, she, I love her and I love her daughter. Mm -hmm. her, her daughter is an automatic star. Yeah. Yeah. She came ready with the tagline. Mm -hmm. I, I mean, I, I had so much fun, like learning about the story was interesting. Meeting the family right away was interesting, but I'm always nervous with like a new housewife. Cause like, I don't want to get too invested and then be wrong. Um, she did have like a frightening photo in her Instagram grid of like her holding. I don't like, I don't know enough about guns to know like what kind of gun she was holding, but it looked like a, like, a like a heavy, one. a heavy duty one, and yeah. like wearing a hat that said "I like I I heart the haters," so like that oh. made me worried. <laughs> that's, that's okay. Yeah, that's we have a rule on our podcast. That, yeah, we have a rule on our podcast that says we will never fully stand any housewife or Bravo celebrity because yeah. you'll you'll always be burned. Yeah, 
It, you're absolutely right. Um, I love that Jenny is 45 or 43, depending on if you're asking the government. Um, I love that too. <laughs> and yeah, her story about like having to flee Vietnam and getting captured by pirates and living on a, a Thai like ground, like campground for three mm-hmm. years. That was fucking wild. Like what a life, what a journey. She seems to have a lot of energy and that makes me nervous, but I'm yeah. here for it. I what's going on. I will say something about her scene with Lisa's family. And then later when we get Lisa's family with Meredith's family, this is like the stuff that we're missing on Roni. I think that's why Mm -hmm. it's been so bad because they don't have families to like get together and to convene. And like this kind of stuff, though, a lot of people don't think it's like as iconic or great. It it needs to be there. It adds layers. Yeah. Totally. Totally Otherwise, it's just like two women sitting in a room, like over and over and over. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, I loved seeing Dewey give like a chiropractic treatment to uh, Fresh Wolf or whatever his name is. <laughs> yeah, and Fresh Wolf. That, <laughs> that kind of stuff scares me. Like, I know people, there's like a market on the internet for like those kind of videos with the back cracking. Mm-hmm. But to me, Ooh. I'm like, I'm always afraid it's going to go one extra level and someone's going to end up with a broken neck. Yeah, I, I've had that done. And like, it doesn't feel as scary as it looks when you're like mm-hmm. when you're watching someone else do it. You know what I mean? It kind of just like miraculously happens correctly, and then you're like, "Oh, okay." <laughs> yeah, I'm with you, Brendan. I feel like I'm gonna sneeze in the middle of it, and then it lights mm-hmm. out from you know <laughs> yeah. something's gonna happen for um, sure. <laughs> so this moment where. We're at the Shashale 2.0 with the family, with Jen's family, and we get eyes on the infamous <gasps> Nani, Aunt Nani. Mm-hmm. And Jen makes sure to show her bionic legs on television and ask her if she's wearing the legs as she's standing up, as though what else could she be standing on, Jen? Oh other my than God. we know I was gone. like it was like the first thing Jen decided to do when her aunt walked through the doors. Wild. Display them yeah. to the camera. And we've learned that she's since, like, passed away passed from away. when it's filmed. Yeah. Has anybody had such a rough and tumble experience on television? Just, like, a fast and furious yeah. takedown. Then R.I.P. Aunt, Aunt Nani. What I know. Incredible. An incredible showing. Um, so, they're all coming to the house for Sharif's Junior's birthday, probably the last one that Jen's going to be celebrating with him for a long time. And, you know, just it's it's a moment. Jen's talking about how, like, if she breaks up with Sharif, then it's going to he's like the patriarch now that her father and grandfather Mm -hmm. are gone. Mm -hmm. It it could like end up being such a fracture for the family, you know, something that she maybe should have thought about. All things considered. We're concerned about breaking up our family now. I don't know why. <laughs> I I gotta say, Sharif seemed much less pleased to be filming this go around than the first season. Mm-hmm. Like he did not seem to want to be part of this as much. I wonder if we'll get couples confessionals from him this year. Ooh, yeah, because he did That's that last something year. Something to yeah. watch out for, yeah. 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 Um, they. All 
also had a an anniversary not too long ago, like last week, and she posted it like a very uh, moving ode to him. But you know that really mm. doesn't mean anything. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So. Yeah. Um. So. Whitney, Mary, Heather, and Meredith, they meet up in an igloo. I love um, it. I loved Mary talking to herself about how her butt hurts because the chair was metal. And then she's <laughs> like, well, I got them in an igloo. So here we are. Um, Heather decides to commandeer the ordering. And this is something that I always find very fascinating. Like, how are you guys? Like, Dan, I know you like to cook. Mm-hmm. I'm assuming that you're like kind of a food guy. Yeah. How are you? Do you guys like to order for the table? What's your vibe? Ooh, yes. I mean, I definitely do because I know, like, depending on the group I'm with, sometimes if people are, like, feeling shy or blah, 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 I'm like, all right, let's just do it. (laughs) I'll just, like, pick a few things, you know, if people are not, like, being um, assertive with what they want to get. Yeah. um, Everything that Heather ordered was fried. I just want to note that, like, (laughs) the truffle fries... The fried Brussels sprouts, the panko fried risotto balls. <laughs> the, I mean, it was unbelievable. I, she, I think, created the concept of a bottomless Prosecco. I don't think that I was know. on the menu. Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> now, I would definitely diversify the, like, selection a little bit more to, yeah. to give people, like, other options besides just fried, fried, fried. Uh, yeah. It, you got you to gotta spread the wealth. Really yeah. do. Um, but I'm with her. Like, I don't want to share a side salad with Mary either. Now, you got to make things happen. I don't um, trust any of those women but her to order for the table. I don't think maybe Whitney, maybe. Yeah, I could trust Whitney, but Whitney seems like she orders the things that you don't really want. Like, she'll mm-hmm. order it, but it's always like I don't know, like, like a fried calamari in a place that you don't want fried calamari. Okay, right. yeah, fair, fair. She goes for that. Um, so. Meredith reveals that her father passed away, which was very sad. Yeah. Um, and, but also, like, things are happening with the ladies. Heather says she has not spoken to, and I love how they have to dance around, like, the reunion and how mm-hmm. they word it. Like, since the last time we were all together, I have not I seen know. her since then. Yeah. <laughs> um, I, I liked it particularly because this was their first time having to do that. Like, watch yeah. them do it for the first time felt special. <laughs> It's a moment. Baby's yeah. first uh, wall break. Yes. Um, I, I find that very shocking that it had been like two months since the reunion to their filming. So mm-hmm. the reason why Heather and Jen are not talking is because Jen can't help but call Heather racist, which is a lot. That's mm-hmm. a lot to handle. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, cut to Watch What Happens Live where she's still like, well... I'm going to be her friend anyway. And this is very interesting to me because uh, I'm not white, but I could imagine not taking kindly to repeatedly being called racist to the nation and the mm-hmm. world. Yeah. Seems, seems like a thing I wouldn't enjoy. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I mean, the whole thing with Heather and Jen, it, and even it was like this last year, it like makes me feel bad for Heather. Like, why are you mm-hmm. subjecting yourself to this relationship? Yeah. Especially because she admitted on Watch What Happens Live, like, or maybe on the show, that, you know, if this were my kids, or if she were talking about my children, I would have dropped her immediately, but it's okay because it's me. And it's like, no, it's not okay. Right. Yeah. Across the board. Yeah. 
Very strange. To um, hear um, Meredith say the word twink was a treat. Oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> Our first Life's Twink storyline. <laughs> that, that was a real moment. How did you guys feel about that? Is it homophobic to call somebody a twink? Um, um, I don't think so. I don't think so, because there's now, like, I feel like in the media, the word twink has been kind of, like, blanket to describe people straight, too. I feel like that's how people described, like, Timothy Chalamet. Oh, okay. Um, when he was in Call Me By Your Name and that kind of thing. Yeah, yeah, it's, yeah. It's not a slur. It's a category of, like, gay people. Yeah, it's like, like, people don't think calling, like, bears is a slur. Otters. So, like otters so it's like twink is just like another species of gay you know <laughs> true. true um i was thinking this before meredith even said it that we had never there had never been like an explicit where does brooks lie on the spectrum conversation yeah. um and so you know i appreciated her being like you know that's he hasn't told jen he hasn't really even told me it's like that's his journey Mm -hmm. And it's not for her to just be, like, making assumptions about. Yeah, that is an interesting play, like, an interesting angle and conversation where we're coming from this. And I think Meredith is doing, like, a pretty good job of how she's talking about it on the show. Mm -hmm. uh, so kudos to her. I think this is going to be Meredith's season. I think it is, too. I talked to my girlfriend about this, who, mm -hmm. and, you know, I won't expose her name. But she did <laughs> say that she really hates Meredith. But we also agreed that we think this is going to be, like, her championship season. Yeah, for sure, for sure. I, she, I mean, she seems to be the most mentally stable of the group. So, like, it's kind of hers to lose. Yeah, I agree. I, I said that she's kind of like a Sutton for me. Like, I don't really like her on her own, but mm -hmm. I feel like she's going to be carrying the torch for a lot of things that I agree with. Yeah, yeah. So I'm excited about that. Um, Mary came in with this like incredible statement about Heather. Heather saying that Jen fills her up with all this friendship juice and that's why she continues to be friends <laughs> with her. And Mary looks at her and laughs. And then in a confessional is like, that's, what are you talking about? That's really weird. Like, why are you going to be friends with somebody who makes you feel like crap? I'm confused. That's not a juice. That's a choice. Which, like, incredible. Wow. I, Not I mean, a like, juice of choice. Every Mary confessional is just like, <laughs> like someone who n knows the words of the English language, but like is just somehow piecing them together for the first time. <laughs> and then every now and again, she gets it completely right, like more spot on than anybody. And then yeah. they just go back to being completely off the rails. Uh -huh. And that's why she's necessary. I love her. Do you guys have a favorite on Salt Lake? Um, last season it was Heather, but I'm, I've left that train because I think it's going nowhere fast. I feel like she's, she's, uh, making bad second season deci decisions. Yeah. Um, other than that, not really a favorite. I really like watching Lisa talk. Yeah. But... I mean, Lisa Barlow would probably be my favorite, but like, I know not to get too close, you know? Yeah, for sure. <laughs> She is a strange one, and I really love her social media presence. Yeah. Oh my god. It's it's 
it's very like mom using social media. Like, yeah. <laughs> um, and I've said this before, like to me, Lisa Barlow has like a more New York energy than anyone who's even appeared on the New York Housewives. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. She just like exudes it. She has that like go, go, go energy, like always doing something. Yeah. Never doesn't see her children. Weekend mom, as Ramona exactly. would call. Weekend man. man. That's what yes, it is. Yes. Um, yeah, I, and her tagline is like, the first time I heard it, just, what? <laughs> <laughs> it's so unwell how she says it, but it makes it even better. Yeah, exactly. A lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot maybe your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Mom deserves better than a drugstore card. This Mother's Day, surprise her with a truly special personalized card from Moonpig. Add your favorite photos, a heartfelt message, and we'll even mail it for you the same day, all for just $5. From mom to grandma, we have something to celebrate every mom in your life. Every mom deserves a Moonpig card. Get 50% off your first card at Moonpig.com. Moonpig.com You have to wonder if somebody was like, we're definitely keeping this, mm-hmm. or they just like, weren't listening at all. I think there's a troll over at Evolution. Uh, no, that's not Evolution anymore. It's Shed, fully Shed. Oh, yeah, fully Shed. I forgot about that. Yeah, because Shed took over. And Shed is full of trolls. I mean, remember the year when Roni had like the most chaotic, psychotic taglines? Mm. Wow. I think Shed's doing a great job this season. Yeah. They took over all the housewives? How did I not hear that? No, no, no. So so Evolution started with season one of Salt Lake City, and I think Bravo, like, was not happy with what they were doing. So then they called Shed in, like, as they were, like, close to wrapping up to, like, I think, piece it together and maybe, like, handle more of the confessionals and stuff. Okay. Yeah. Okay. I like that. Yeah. Um, So... Speaking of Lisa, can we talk about her, like, false equivalency between, like, the issues going on between her and Heather and Whitney, even if you could call them that, and Mm -hmm. Jen constantly harassing Meredith's son? Yeah. Yeah, it's completely different, and there's, like, she's trying to spin it, um, much like what she called them out for last season, (laughs) spin the truth, bad weather, but it's not working for me. I'm having fun with it, though. Yeah, because I think she thinks that she's fooling us, and she's not, and that's funny mm-hmm. to me. Yeah, I mean, like, don't get me wrong. I think Jensha is a terror, but like, Brooks can't like want to be on the show and like be a uh, a snowflake holder, and then like not like then be surprised when like he's part of the drama. You know? I agree. I think once you sit down to do a, a confessional, that's it. The rules yeah. are off. Like yeah. you're in the game. But I don't fault Meredith here. She's yeah, defending doing what son. any mom yeah, what any mom would do. Uh there was an interesting comparison with this and 
Never mind. Oh my god, I lost my total train of thought. <laughs> okay. Um, so our last scene we have Meredith she's having Lisa over for a Shabbat dinner. Mm-hmm. Um they're not really practicing Jews, but they're doing this in honor of her father. Mm-hmm. Um so Everybody comes over, Lisa and Meredith sit down, and Meredith tells her about the lunch that she had with the ladies the day before, mm-hmm. and how Heather had said, unprompted, that she wanted to apologize to Lisa. Um, and Lisa says, like, she just feels like her char- she doesn't want her character to be assassinated or to be accused of things. Just, I, I love her, like... Who cares? Like I didn't even I would not even have remembered that it was that big of a deal if yeah. she didn't keep mentioning it. Mm-hmm. A little stry sand effect for me. Yeah, for sure. Um so then Lisa is like, okay, how do we figure out things between you and Jen? And Meredith's like, tough, tough bitch. She's like, I'm not going to explain anything to her. I don't want her putting her finger in my face. I don't want her yelling at me. I don't mm-hmm. want her asking me any questions. If she does, I'm gone forever, which I don't really know if that's a threat, but mm-hmm. she said it. Um, and then she's just like, there. there's discord. I'm kind of liking the discord between them. Yeah. It's very like compelling to me because they have that old friendship and, and, uh, there's this like tension that they're kind of talking about, but not really like, cause they want to still be friends. I feel that they just like, don't really want to go there, but they kind of do. Cause they keep making digs at each other. Mm-hmm. And I just feel like it's going to come to a head at some point. Yeah. I'm dying for like one of them to be on watch Rebens live. Cause it sounds like from social media that they're not great right now. The two of them. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Like, I want to know where they stand. And it doesn't, I don't think it's good in a good place right now. <laughs> yeah, I agree. It's also interesting that this is happening in front of their families. Like they're in the same room as their families. We don't, this is what I mean. Like we don't get a lot of this in any, in other cities where like they're having arguments in front of like their kids. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Brooks's hollow bread looked beautiful, by the way. It did look I really was, good. Yeah. I was really impressed. Um, so it's just, I don't know. Why do you think that Lisa wants to be friends with Jen so badly? I could picture like production pushing her into being like, okay, uh, you know, like we got this one person on the cast that's like out on their own. Like we need you to like talk with her and like not ice her out or blah, blah, blah. Like, I don't see any, any genuine reason why they would get along or like have anything to do with each other. Although I think it's like Jenny who says in some preview, like, Oh, do you do business with Jen? So I wonder if there's like a business relationship there. Yeah. I mean, that would make sense. I mean, but didn't we know that because didn't they have like parties? No, I'm thinking about something completely different. Never mind. Mm -hmm. Um, So I just, you know, I, I love them like just doing this dance of like, how would you feel if this happened to your kid and Lisa being like, not good, but also I think you guys should still make up with each other. Mm-hmm. And like, they're just, they're just not really understanding it. Um, so I thought it was also interesting that Meredith said in a confessional that she's like had many conversations with Lisa about this gen situation. And mm-hmm. she's like, I have all these screenshots and receipts that I could show her, but mm-hmm. she like needs to look at them. Yeah. That I find very interesting. Um, 
yeah, I, I don't know. I hope these girls get it back together, but I'm fine if they don't, honestly. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I like them as friends, but like, I this to me is maybe the most compelling of what's happening like early season. The fact that they're on the outs. Yeah, and you need this like go between like to try to get the big people who are separated in the room together. So it's interesting to watch for sure. Yeah, yeah, I agree. Um, so the ladies get back to the family seth talks about how he's going to dedicate the prayer to lisa or to Meredith's father and lisa gasps which mm-hmm. felt like an over dramatic reaction to the <laughs> um <laughs> i then i also love they do the prayer and then they're all like looking at the daughter she's like i know you guys don't know that prayer and you're all yeah. looking at me to save you <laughs> this felt like a nice way to end that like heavy my father just died um emotion moment yeah um, so that was the end of the episode and i think we should maybe just touch on what happened with watch what happens live with mia who personally had a great first showing on watch what happens Mm -hmm. live a natural she's beautiful she looked amazing i thought she was really funny i think yeah she like played the game really well i was proud of her proud of her yeah agreed yeah meanwhile Um, (laughs) meanwhile the wreck next to her (laughs) oh my god Um, one second, though. How do you guys feel about Mia on Potomac? Um, I'm not, like, losing my mind over her, but I think she's good, like, a good new cast member. I thought, particularly this week with the Goddess Party, like, she is playing her role in terms mm-hmm. of, like, okay, I may not be, like, part of the big drama here, but then my role is to bring people together and try to resolve things. Yeah, I think she's doing a good job. It is a franchise where there's so many like big legendary players, so it's hard to break in, but I think she's I think she's doing a pretty good job at it. Yeah. I won't even ask about Oscala because I know that you guys are on my side. Which is <laughs> yeah. I, I'm like, I wish we knew more about her because like we don't get any family scenes since she's just a friend of. Yeah. Right. I, I think next season we'll see a lot of her and I'm excited and yeah, I'm excited so. for her, you know, to be in the drive back video and I'm mm-hmm. pretending like this video wasn't already out. I, I just know. haven't <laughs> seen it. <laughs> <laughs> um, so yeah, Heather was, what was going on with that? That was a very strange showing. I felt like I, the, the chewing of the hollow bread and like not mm. realizing that they were live television was weird. <laughs> I mean, like, um, for, for someone whose second season this is, granted, like, she did, like, Zoom, Watch Weapons Lives, but she did do a real reunion. Like, how are yeah. you not a little bit more ready for this? And then and then also, like, Watch Weapons Live in person is so, like, zippy and quick. And, like, mm-hmm. she was not, like, you got to just respond. Like, you're not, like, lingering on questions and... Stuff like that. The funny thing is, this Watch What Happens Live wasn't actually live. So yeah. when Andy was, when she was like, are we live? Andy like lied to her, to her face. This was pre-taped. Um, <laughs> yeah, she just wasn't ready. And I get like, it is a chaotic place to be. You're like, you get in there. They're like, alcohol's flowing even before the show. Like, there's like a lot at play. So I get, I get it. Sutton also had like a weird showing yeah. recently on Watch Robbins Live in person. Mm-hmm. So maybe it's like been in lockdown for however long and it's like hard to yeah. do a show like that. So the 
I've, the like buzz clip, the breakout clip from last night was uh, Andy asking about Heather and Jen's friendship and does she remain friends with her? And Heather basically says, of course, I'm not going to change now because I had a feeling or I knew that her business was unsavory in her terms. And so Andy was like, excuse me, what do you mean by that? And yeah. She basically says that she has a podcast. She spoke to Jen for an hour about what it is that she does, and she couldn't get a definitive answer. She figured things were shady, but and probably like on the line of legal and not, but she didn't think that it was just like full blown illegal. So, when do you think she got her subpoena this morning? It's like, like, are you kidding me? I just don't. I don't understand. Like. I, and th- we're seeing a little bit of this in Beverly Hills as well. Like there's a time when you, you, we're just like laughing and playing along and we're on housewives and like nothing is really that big of a deal. Like we're fighting over nonsense, but then when it dips into like real life stuff, you can't have this cavalier attitude. I <laughs> like, know. <laughs> yeah, that was a uh, very interesting. I don't know what she was thinking, but yeah. thank you. It's like, <laughs> Message something better at least. Don't call the business unsavory if you're going to remain friends with her. Like what? Yeah, yeah. yeah. This she looks I worse. Mean, she almost looks worse than Rena. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I, wow. She's she might have to pull a Rena and say that she was just drunk last night and she doesn't. Remember. <laughs> yeah. She, she blacked out for watching Lemons live. This is why you what? never. This is why you never fully stand a housewife. Yeah. Be careful. Lesson learned. Um, thank you guys so much for coming on and talking to me about this. Of course. Of course. Such an important episode. We we are happy to be here. <laughs> um, tell everybody where they can find you. Um, you can just go to comethroughqueen.com. That's T-H-R-U. Uh, all of our information, episodes, social is all there. Yeah. Perfect. Um, well, you guys have a great evening. And yeah, thank you again. Thank you so much. Thank you. Bye. Bye. Bye.